Hello, are we ready? Hello? Totes the situ. Let's totes <laughs> the situ. No totes, like totally. Welcome to the Arrogant Healthcare Marketing Bastards Podcast. The week of April 23, 2012. It's Friday. You should be like. This is episode different. 147. I'm Chris Bevelo. What's the, of interval. what's the name of the two girls and sa- the women on Saturday Night Live? Oh, do their, the sweaty balls. Yeah, the sweaty balls one. <laughs> I don't know what their name is, but that's kind of how they talk. So, right? Yeah, they have a name of the top. Yeah, their their so. show has a name. I just can't remember what it is. Yeah, I don't know what it is either. That was our actual intro, so you should introduce yourselves now. <laughs> oh, me? Jackie Ritako, <laughs> <laughs> account coordinator with Interval. And Adam Meyer, creative director at Interval. It is Friday. I know. It's Friday, yes. You guys should be more spry. Uh, well, we're, our, our agenda is spry. It is. It's intentionally non-healthcare marketing. I decided I've had it this week with healthcare marketing, <laughs> and we're just going to talk about all things non-healthcare marketing. I'm down with that. But I think it'll be good stuff. I mean, some of it's... <laughs> what? Uh, well, before the show, we were talking Urban Dictionary, and Jackie just said spry, so I thought I'd look up spry on Urban Dictionary to see if it had a different definition. Here's, here's spries on the Urban Dictionary. When a person is old but hot, then they are spry. Whoa. <laughs> is your granny spry? That's <laughs> not right. There's hot old take people. Adam's computer away. There's hot old people? Sure. Cougars. That cougars, oh, cougars are, are old. old. People. They're like kinda comparatively. Uh, so cougars are younger than I am. All of our so cougars. Stop it. <laughs> no, they're not. Yes, they are. Like Fifty-year-old women. No, cougars are supposed Young? to be late thirties, huh. early forties. Look it up. So yeah. am I thinking milf? Yeah. A milf can be any age, <laughs> as long as they've got a child of any age, probably yes. as well. Yeah. Oh, this already milf. went so wrong. So no, it's going to keep going wrong because you know what? I'm going to open up with the onion. Oh, First yeah. of all, I'll see you somewhere this week. Just want to say, look out for me, Cedar Rapids, DC, Orlando. That was creepy. Atlanta. I'll see you somewhere this I'll week. I'll see you somewhere. So I was getting my coffee this morning, and I just happened to pick up the onion. And um, there's a, there's an ad in here. It is healthcare marketing. It's our only healthcare marketing thing. Um, there's an ad in here for the Mayo Clinic. Um, I don't know what it's called. It says Mayo Clinic Healthy Living at MOA, so Mall of America. We have talked about them having a giant presence at the Mall of America, and what would they do with it? Mm-hmm. Because we thought it would be an odd place to put a primary care clinic because mm-hmm. nobody from around here is going to go to the Mall of America. It's way too inconvenient. So this is what the ad says. Um, Come and play. Test your skills with our sports medicine experts on site. And it's, it's actually like an event <clears throat> Mini analysis done for pitching, golf swing, running, gait. Running slash gait. When I have my gait analyzed. My gait scoped. <laughs> gait scope. So sports, nutrition, and cardiology. Other services offered at Mayo Clinic Healthy Living. So that's the name of it. Massage, acupuncture, stress management, sports medicine, health coaching. So a little bit of a destination, not quite clinical care, but... Hmm. Sounds like they're just going to play with it. I just wonder how long that's going to... Sounds cool, I thought, but... I thought this was going to be funny. No, what, the ad? <laughs> no, I know the ad's in the <laughs> onion. There's no humor in it. It's just... I wanted to, A, call that out because we've talked about that presence before. Yeah. So just curious. 
Um, but then, wouldn't so the, wouldn't, the, right wouldn't the wouldn't the Mall of America be better served by like an emergency room or something? With all the nonsense that goes on, with there? all the gang warfare, all the, shootings. All the yeah. shenanigans. And they got built. They got built-in audience right there, or built-in customer base. Yeah, they do built-in business. Yeah. And they could do the, the the ER could be like behind a big pane of glass. So you could shop. You could window shop. You could watch you the watch procedure. The trauma. Watch ensue. them remove the twelve gauge <laughs> slug from somebody's chest. Well, the rest of the rest of the podcast, that's it. That's our healthcare marketing <laughs> thing. Just just curious to see what they're going to do with that. But then the onion, of course, we should do this every episode because I can, there's so many headlines in here. Oh, I love make, the onion. I'm just going to read yeah. some. So, right next to that ad is this picture. Can you guys see it? It's like a picture of like a retail area with just clothes strewn everywhere. Oh, looks yeah. like it a, looks like a Kmart like a or Walmart something, right? Or a Kmart, yeah. Oh, it looks no, exactly no, Walmarts like... are usually clean. Kmarts look like they never straighten the aisles, right? So, so this does is like a TJ Maxx. Yeah, it just looks like a complete mess. And the headline says, difficult to tell if TJ Maxx hit hard by recession. <laughs> <laughs> looks like a bomb went off in the store. Yes, that's awesome. And then other headlines were um, fun toy ban because of three stupid dead kids. And it, <laughs> it shows a, like a little toy that just like it's called the Aqua Assault Robo Fighter. <laughs> An awesome toy children can no longer enjoy thanks to a few dumb dead kids. <laughs> and then there's a headline oh, that so says, aggressive. I love it. Nation's poor bastards never saw it coming. Um, highlights on the left. <laughs> I'm just going to say this because we're all adults. Owls are assholes. <laughs> 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 That's good stuff. What does stuff. that even mean? But Now, you got to know sports to get this. Do you guys know who Bartolo Colon is? No. no. He's a pitcher. I think he pitches for the Indians, but he's huge. No, maybe it's the... Cubs like now. huge isn't popular or huge isn't well fat? he's very good but he's, oh. he's big. really he's big overweight guy. i mean he's, he's tall but really overweight and the, like kenny powers and they show a picture of him like puffing his chest out and the the, the headline says bartolo cologne rolls down a hill uncontrollably <laughs> <laughs> anyway I, I don't understand it just says owls are assholes like yes. as in like the animal <laughs> yes it's got a picture of an owl <laughs> isn't that awesome that's awesome the best. Anyway. Some of my favorite stuff from the Onion is like oh, the sorry. like if you go to their website, they'll have headlines that you can't even click on. They're just headlines and they're oh. funny, but there's nothing behind it other right. than the headline. Or I think their iPhone app, or they have an iPhone app. They probably have a couple that is that. It's just a head like a headline generator that goes through their headlines. Can that be the title of our podcast? Owls are assholes. <laughs> yes, I think it can be. We can it, just put like little cursed like symbols in we're there. Gonna, we'll, add, well, if we add the explicit label to our podcast, which we probably should do anyway. Um, Ooh, beer fest. We could title it whatever we wanted to. Yeah. Jackie sees beer on the back. She's all over that. Okay, so now we have, I think that's a good segue into. Nice. Beer fest? Let's go. No. The, into our first topic. No. Because this is marketing related. But it's a Wall Street Journal article. It actually came out in January, mm. but I found it today. And it says, you know the like comic strip signal for swearing? Mm-hmm. I like to refer to it as the Russell Brussel fucking Messa. The Qbert. <laughs> Qbert? Is that what Qbert is? You know, it's got like the ampersand, asterisk, percentage sign, symbols, yeah. exclamation point. It says, it says that and other ad trends for 2012. So we could talk about swearing because that's in here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's an article. I just thought it'd be curious since we're a quarter of the way through, almost a third of the way through. We are a third of the 2012? way through. 2012? Wow. 2012. Um, see if any of these ad trends are actually coming to fruition. So uh, they interviewed a bunch of big wigs at places named 
you know, like places like could be Silverstein and Partners, Omnicom, these gigantic ad. Kind of like us. Yeah, kind of like us. <laughs> <laughs> so it says, the, the start of the article says, thanks to technology, what's old is new again. At least that's what advertising executives predict for 2012. Hints about what this future might look like have already begun to emerge. In a reimagining of sampling, one of the oldest forms of marketing, Kraft Foods, for instance, is testing a vending machine that uses facial recognition technology to dole out bites of its Jello dessert called Temptations. Targeted at adults, the Jello machine, equipped with an Intel camera, has a surprising message for kids who approach, who approach for a taste. Quote, sorry, kid, you're too young to experience an indulgent like this. Please step away so the adults can get their free treat. So, so interesting. But it goes on to kind of list a bunch of potential trends, people, some of which are conflicting. So I thought we could walk through them. One, just to to piggyback on what you just said, that example, there's a video that was going around the last couple of days of a Coke machine that was giving out free Cokes if you hugged it. How cute. Yeah. You had to go up to the machine and hug it. And I don't maybe... Either it has a sensor that could tell if you were hugging it, and it would shoot a coke out the the door, um, <laughs> or else it was. Con- my guess is it was probably controlled by somebody who was watching from a camera somewhere. I went, and it would give a hug. It would probably. Oh, it had a hug sensor. It had a hug sensor. It built probably in. has a hug sensor. Probably somehow can. That's so cute. It might. Well, you know, something it's like adorable. that. Obviously, you want to film it constantly, so you probably have. I'm guessing it's being monitored anyway. Which, which, in which sense, it might make sense to just have that person control whether or not it spent when to dispense it. That way, you can make somebody hug it longer if you wanted to, rather than. Or say something like that wasn't good enough. Yeah, I didn't do it feel again. the love. Who does come that? On, Is it the Tonight Show when they do that? They have like a photo booth that people have to go in, and then there's somebody who. Oh yeah, yeah, watching and they're talking to the people, telling them. Yeah, it's pretty funny. But anyway, I digress. (laughs) Okay, so some of the trends: couch potato gatherings. New downloadable apps will turn TV watching into a virtual community event. Apps like Get Glue invite viewers to check into a program and have conversations with others watching the same thing. I think that's great for people without friends sitting next to them on the couch. (laughs) Well, even with friends, I think in fact you'd probably use it more if you had friends. With you, yeah. I mean, I think I've, I I keep seeing like. Get, are you familiar with Get Glue? No. The idea. I think it's it's like I think it's got some Facebook integration and some other stuff, but it, it's supposed to be about sharing your thoughts during TV shows yeah. and stuff, so that you're so that your other friends who are watching. It's kind of like a social networking around TV. People uh, do it on Twitter. It's just right. The problem is that it's not like. It's not really integrated with the t- with TV, at least. And, but I don't know how you. I don't know. I'm not sure how nobody's ta- nobody's addressed that issue yet. How do you actually integrate the two, or do you? Does it even make sense? Like in this case, you've got the TV show here, and you've got like get glue in your hand on your phone, or on your laptop, or on your iPad, or whatever, right? So there's 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 separate. It'll be interesting to see how when somebody figures out how you really bring the two together. So let's say you're watching the show and like maybe in the lower corner, your, your friend's comment shows up down there and you can somehow. So now they're like one in the same. Yeah. You might it might not ever work. I mean, people might not want that. I don't know mm-hmm. that I would ever want that. Does some example. of that happen online, though? Because I, I know some can. of the shows I watch invite you to go <laughs> online and, and you don't have to have Enjoy get glue. Basically, you converse right, right but people. it's right the, it's not integrated I right think. it's just still not integrated right google kind of tried to do that with their google tv i mean not necessarily to this extent but everything like a lot of what their interface was was kind of i mean it wasn't all hud not to come back to hud again like every right. episode we talk about hud stuff um but part of it was that so it overlaid what you were watching and allowed you to work on it or to integrate stuff that way that was so, a very we'll disparaging see. remark you said about if you don't have friends 
Don't you ever watch? Do you watch any show where they were? Um, I think the most popular late night show is um, what's his name? We talked to him on before. Andy Conan. No, 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 no. That's what I mean. It's watch what's happening. Watch what's watch what happens live is what it's called, and it's oh. Andy Cohen. Did you say Andy Cohen? Mm-mm. Andy Cohen is his name, and he's a huge producer, so he's big, big shot. But he hosts a talk <clears> show, and he does it after Real Housewives. And now I see, hmm. like, Walking Dead has Talking Dead. And so after the show, <laughs> they have a talk show about the show. Okay. And they have, usually they have, like, guests from the show and then just celebrities that come on who love the show. And they take calls and they do social media stuff. And it's as entertaining as the show. Yeah. Because you're in, you're in with a bunch of other rubes that love the show like right. you. Well, I didn't mean to be a downer about it. I just personally probably would never engage with something like that. But I think it just depends on the person. And if well, you, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, I think if there's one thing that's going to save live broadcast television, it's that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. And not that this even has to happen over, bro- over television. I mean, this this can continue over the Internet as TV continues to move that way. Um, but I'm just more of an on, like an on-demand type person. And I mean, I'm like, especially since we cut the cable, mm-hmm. which we've talked about in the past, you know, and... and most of what we watch, it's like it's stuff that I can call up when I want to watch it, not that I'm mm-hmm. sitting somewhere at a certain time to watch something that's on at that time. You're right. You're right. So it's it's hard for me. Is there's that's probably why I'm so like separated from the idea of engaging with friends during the things because I'm not trying to schedule. I'm not following someone else's viewing schedule or setting up a schedule with people to make sure we're watching the same thing. But at it the can same change. Time. I mean, I th- they even say in the <clears> article, <throat> TV networks will pump this up because it encourages live watching and thus right, commercial watching. Right. And so I think yeah. there's power there. It could I, actually draw people back away yeah. from the on demand. Yeah, thing, yeah, a little. And I could see, I could see myself sure. being pulled into something mm-hmm. like that if it was the right thing. Um, I'm just not there right now, probably because there's really nothing compelling me to be there right now. But yeah. I'm, but I think I could, I would be open yeah. to it and receptive to it. I, I definitely like to watch what happens live, and I like reading comments on. I always, I said this before, Entertainment Weekly, for the shows I follow, they mm-hmm. do recaps, and then I read the comments. I never read comments anywhere, yeah. online because it makes me crazy. But when it's kind of fanboys of what I like, right, then right, then it's really I feel like I'm getting more insight and different opinions. Right. And I didn't think it, about that character that way. That's right, interesting. right, yeah. right. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it could just be that maybe I'm just not into shows that deeply right now. I mean, the one show that I watch religiously is The Voice. And they do the yeah. same type of deal, you know, where there's like Twitter feeds and you can go online and follow the conversation. And then, you know, you can obviously vote for people that you want to see move on. And I just am constantly, I always tune that stuff out. It's like fast forward, you know. Yeah. It's just like that. I always, yeah. I'm always lost on that. And I don't know if that's just a personality no, thing. I think it depends <clears throat> on the show, too. Yeah. Like, you know, I would say those shows are actually more applicable to Real Housewives, where it's clearly surface level you know there's it, it's not like so i watch game of thrones and i watch mm-hmm. walking dead both of which are really heavy dramas that i want to be immersed in and right. i would heavy want characters. that interruption right. yeah um game of thrones has a really amazing app or well, hbo go which is a phenomenal service if you have hbo because you can watch anything mm-hmm. right on any computer it's part of your subscription but that but game of thrones has an app that as you're watching it you know, wherever on your computer, you can have interactive features. So you can, so as they're talking, there'll be like a little tip that comes up that says this family member, you know, it's really complex backstory. And it gives you some hints. It shows you places on the map. I started watching it that way. And I'm like, no, it's way too distracting. It takes me out of the, right. I could see like this, maybe the second or third time that you, if if you want to, if you're somebody who, yeah, if you're somebody who wants to watch a show, like an, like 
one episode like multiple times. I could see doing that the second or third time yes. or whatever. Mm-hmm. But the first time, yeah, those are all about immersion. And it's like, don't distractions are bad there, especially with a story that's as complex as like Game of right. Thrones. I mean, there's so much that's already left out of it from the books because you just can't wait. I mean, it would be right. Every show would need to be several hours long to get all of the details in there. Um, so yeah, yeah. It'll be interesting to see where it goes. Lots of opportunity though. Oh, all right. Here's sure. something else. Foul mouth ads. So this is a trend. Ads with F-bombs, get used to it, says Glenn Cole, chief creative officer for 72 and Sunny, a unit of MDC Partners, Inc. Cute name. Major brands will start to take off the granny pants and create <laughs> racier content that demands the attention and respect of younger audiences. Uh, such content would be focused on the web and certainly cable TV channels, and certain cable TV channels. I have not seen any swearing in any advertising as of yet. Now, I'm Can not you? young. Well, not on broadcast oh. television. Anyway. Well, you could bleep it. You could bleep it. I mean, you see, you see it like on. There's a lot more bleeping like in Saturday Saturday Night Live these days than there or was the daily in the shows past. like a bleep every two minutes. But those aren't ads, right? Well, that's the thing. I I don't see them in ads. And either. apparently, you can swear. Conan was dropping the S bomb, so you must be able to the swear. H bomb? Yeah. No way. I'm pretty sure that's what I heard the other night when I was I listening to that I, show. I'm going to say no, that you can't say that word on network TV. So, well, he's not network, is no, he? No, he's TBS. Then yes, you can, because I know some of the dramas I watch, that's definitely in there. But that's shocking. I mean, I don't know. It's just always weird for me to hear when I'm watching TV like that, but. That is shit. <laughs> bleep, bleep, bleep. We don't need to play it. I think no, I just want to see if it's. All right, so I'm going to move to these next two because I think they're humorous. One of them is Facebook fatigue. Facebook users now spend an average of six and a half hours a month on the social networking site. <clears throat> seems low. But some ad executives low. expect the site's popularity to fade. Facebook finally jumps the sharks, said Mr. Kahibi of Digitaria. IPO plus privacy issues plus your grandma joining plus redesign one redesign too many plus general social network fatigue equals Fonzie on water skis, he says. That's a horrible analogy. Referring to the rather desperate... Ha- yeah, because jumping the shark is where you do something right. desperate. There's one thing that suddenly happens, yeah. and that's jumping the sharks. Yeah. You can't take like a whole a bunch of events that <laughs> happened right. over four years and add them up and say that's jumping the shark. That's right. And they haven't jumped the shark. No, not yet. Jumping the shark would be... I don't know what it would be for Facebook, but... It'd be... That's a bad... You're right. Yeah. Doing... Yeah. Some, like you said, doing one thing that's just so dramatic that everybody who loved you is suddenly like, what the hell? Right. I'm gone by. That's that's so funny. I was actually just educated on what jumping the shark meant like two days ago. Because you were <laughs> too young then. to see it. Yeah, I was. So it was like Happy Days it. was like the most popular show, and it <laughs> right. got to the point where he he literally water skied in <laughs> yep. his leather jacket. By the way, there's the picture of yeah. it. Yeah, I remember seeing reruns. And some swim shorts, <laughs> I remember, really I short. Leather jacket yeah, in his swim trunks. It was pretty bad. Yep. So that so it's so I kind of agree with that, not the jumping the shark, but there's gonna be Facebook fatigue. But then the yeah. very next tip is yeah. or trend Fortune five hundred companies will give up on stodgy corporate websites and move their primary online identity to a social network, most likely Facebook, <laughs> said Mr. Cobby of Digitaria. So the same guy. Right. So is that just showing the disconnect between corporations like chasing the Chasing the golden no. goose and arriving as Tad too late, or what? Yeah, well, actually, I see it as the I see it that he should have said that one first because I think if people are going to be, I think one of the things yeah. that's going to cause fatigue and is going to cause people to leave is yeah. the continuous, the continued infiltration of of corporate America or just, yeah. or just not even just America, but just of business 
into something that was once a little more personal. Mm-hmm. So as your, you, you know, your, your stream of what was once kind of intimate, you know, you know, engagements with people, with the people close, close to you continues to be diluted by advertising and messaging that's not relevant, then, I mean, that's why I'm gone already. That's why, I mean, I'm not, I still right. am there to check up on stuff once in a while, but, but for the most part, I can't, it's, the, the, the main news feed is like there's more crap there than there is stuff that I care about. So if that gets, that's only going to get worse with more branding in there. So yeah, mm-hmm. it might lend to it. Yeah. I, I think the window of opportunity for really getting into, integrated into there on this, some mass level, like totally moving yourself there is who knows that could be, could have come and gone. Not saying it has. I mean, I think there's still power and obviously still power in being there and you should yeah. be there. Uh, but man, I don't know. Well, there's a lot of other ones that some of them are boring, so we won't get into. But it's a good article. We'll post it, and hopefully, people can actually access it. Um. So here I see it again. This is curious to me because I saw this when I was pulling some of this, and it's at the top of this. So right next to, um, like the little icon where you can print this article out, it says "See a sample reprint in PDF format. Order a reprint of this article now." It just fascinates me that these publications still give you the opportunity to buy reprints where you can just print them off. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, they, the, must, they must get requests for it somehow. I, I, they still, they I mean, do. Obviously, we're still in the transition period between yeah, traditional yeah. media and new me- and quote-unquote new media, which is now I – mean, the internet is traditional media today. If you think it's not, you're, you probably should retire because you're old <laughs> wow. and backwards thinking. You're, but maybe you're maybe – you're, um, Whatever the word is you used before. You're a cougar? You might be old, but you could be... A milf? No, the other word. <laughs> what was the word oh. you looked up? Spry? Spry. <laughs> okay, so how are we doing on time? I don't know. It's lunchtime. Adam, how long? How are we doing? Um, about 20 minutes in. We're only 20 minutes in? All right, well... Um, <laughs> keep it going. Yeah, we'll keep going. How about this one? Since since we tend to throw out movie quotes at least once a podcast, mm-hmm. I heard this on NPR. And it, may, it was interesting to me, though. I don't think it's really they really solve anything. The article, or the it was actually a um, wasn't an article, but I have a transcript of the radio snippet show, whatever you call those. Yeah, I tried. I tried to read the article, but it was all quotes. <laughs> and then I tried to listen to it, but I was trying to listen to it while I was doing something else, so I yeah. totally didn't absorb any of it. So it's what makes a movie quote memorable. Researchers at Cornell University have analyzed thousands of movie quotes to figure out why some are more memorable than others. Now, what I want to get to is I'd rather see a study on why people like you and me, Adam, can freaking whip out movie quotes uh, on a dime yeah, and not the can. ones like they have, like Asa La Vista Baby, which you and right. I would <laughs> shoot ourselves in the face before we use. Yeah, that's a horrible example. Right? But I just said nobody puts baby in a corner like two days ago, and that's on here. What did I say that? That's I kind said of a corny it, one, though, too. What's that? That's a corny one, though, too. So I'll tell you the reference to that. I, I have, okay, this is really geeky, but I'm <laughs> going to tell you anyway. For years, I've had a Thursday night video game <laughs> game <laughs> with my friends. So listen, I got friends that are senior. One guy's a CEO. One guy's a VP. They're all around the country. It's how we stay in touch. And every Thursday, we go online and we play. Yeah, it's kind of a modern. Well, it's just it's, funny because you're like, this is going to sound geeky. It is geeky. Well, I know. Well, it's, it's just like poker it. night, okay? Think of it as like, or like poker golfing. Night. It's kind of like yeah. 
golfing or yeah or poker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but la- it was last night that I said that because one of the guys we were playing a shooter game and one of the guys likes to he likes to hide and we give him crap all the time because he'll hide and wait for you while we're running around. So he was in a corner and I turned and I just blew him away and I said something like nobody puts Tom in a corner. So so how do you pull these things out? These quotes. Jackie, you don't drop quotes. Is it a male-female thing? I think, yeah. I mean, I would say that the majority of guys in my life are constantly quoting stuff. It just yeah. seems like it's women, not so much. I don't know why. So I, I had a Dumb and Dumber quote I threw out the other day, wasn't I? Which one did guys? you throw out? I don't remember. No. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's, no. <laughs> no, that's oh, wait, no, you were like, you were asking about the weather on the weekend, and I said there's a 90% chance of rain, and then, and then I said, so you're telling me there's a chance. Oh, they're telling me there's a chance. That's a good so one. So that was like my only quote I've ever thrown out. But. And this one has one of my favorites. Hello, my name is Inigo Mentoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. My kids love that one. But anyway, this, 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 this is, they had a computer program to analyze all this and try to determine why some stick and others don't. So here's what they said. Um, researchers at Cornell University have created a computer program, not what I just said, all of that. Um, the system sorted through thousands of quotes that have been flagged by users on IMDb. It then compared them to other lines in the same movie spoken by the same character. The difference they found comes down to a few factors. Now, I don't understand what they really mean here. It says, the memorable lines use a combination of the present tense and indefinite articles. John Kleinberg is a computer science professor at Cornell and one of the study's co-authors. One example is in Jaws when they say, you're going to need a bigger boat. Mm -hmm. You could ask what would have happened if that line had been, you're going to need the bigger boat. So the instead of a. You might well have asked yourself, which bigger boat? Was there some boat we were talking about? You're going to need a bigger boat, you could argue, makes it more freestanding and therefore more portable. Mm -hmm. So in other words, by talking about it in that, I don't know, whatever they described, you can apply it to other circumstances, just like we did. Like, I can put Tom in a corner. You can apply that to other circumstances, which makes it more likely for you to use it. Now, what about this? I don't think this one would be nearly as effective if you took the and replaced it with a... Uh, get to the chopper! <laughs> get, to a, get to a chopper! <laughs> it doesn't make any sense, because there actually is a chopper. <laughs> He's I hanging guess. around. <laughs> <laughs> you go through our Arnold Schwarzenegger cash. Well, I mean, the- <laughs> get to the. What's got Billy so spooked? <laughs> <laughs> that said, you guys are never quoting like Jerry Maguire or Love Story or anything. Show me the money. You had me at hello. You had no. me at hello. I've used I've used you had me at hello in a lot of settings actually. Yeah. See, most of mine are really? from oh, yes. when I was in high school and college. Inappropriate <laughs> settings. And we would watch movies all the time. In fact, I just this morning I don't know why, but thinking of the movie quote, "I state your name." I state your name. <laughs> Do you know what that's from? Yes. Don't. Uh... I I've heard it, but I don't remember the movie. I had to think for a while, Crap. but I got it because it was on, and I watched it again, and I'm like, that is the funniest movie ever. I'm not going to waste more pie. It's Animal House. I have not seen that movie yet. It's I when they're swearing them in. Yeah, yeah. Can I just say You haven't two? seen Animal House? No, oh my but I gosh, did. That oh, that's on my to-do list. I've got it. I'll lend you the DVD. It's still funny. It's Go probably ahead, on Netflix. Well, I was just going to say the other thing, too, and I just think, I don't mean to stereotype, but I think this is kind of a guy thing, too, is, my, I mean, my boyfriend does it all the time. He'll watch movies like 17 times, and it's yeah. like, doesn't that get old? And to him, no. I mean, no. and these movies you guys are referring to, you've seen like a million <laughs> times. <laughs> 
What is that? What? Segway. What the hell? Looks like he's, look at looks him. Like he's driving a damn garbage can. He looks can. like he's from Blade Runner or something. <laughs> There's just some. We got. Maybe I can get a picture. Oh, of it's get like a, 60 gotta, degrees oh, and sunny away. outside, and he looks like he's in a snowsuit. Sorry, I'm sorry. We have an awesome view out of our office, and well, I'm not facing it. I know. And there's a dude going by on this on a Segway, and he's all the Segway's bright green, lime green, and he's decked out in lime green helmet. Jackie's um, talking. Let's guffaw. I'm sorry. I couldn't help it. He's and he's he's going like super slow behind you. <laughs> he looks like he's driving like a big Rubbermaid garbage yeah. can. All right. So Jackie, what you're saying? So Just you, that you guys watch movies like an obscene amount of times. Yeah. Whereas like I see a movie once and if it's on again, I have no desire to ever watch it. I don't really. I don't really though. I mean, I don't watch movies over. Oh and over my gosh. Again. Really? I, there's movies I've uh-huh. watched probably a hundred times. I mean, Holy there Grail. Are, there are some, but I, I can't Vacation. remember the last movie that I watched over and over. But I think I still remember a lot of fairly recent quotes. I'll watch I'll watch a movie that I like at least twice, sure. And then and then I'll watch it again if, especially if I've kind of let it out of my memory. Mm-hmm. I'll be like, oh, I can't wait to watch that again. And that's where that also helps with the quotes because you start getting them in your for sure. Though the other way, I mean, this is less about quotes, but about having kids. Kids like need to watch stuff repeatedly to oh, like yeah. absorb it. So like at our house lately, it, it, it's lately it's been Cars two. Before that, it was. Toy Story three. I mean, like literally, you like on the weekends, it like plays over and over and over and over. And over. he never sits and watches it straight through, but absorbs like yeah, it's in the background. He'll watch it for a while and then do something else and come back. But that they, goes on till they're much older too. I know. I know. They I remember, get on can, a little bender and they want to watch the same movie. Yeah, over yeah. And over. I remember watching Return of the Jedi when I was like <laughs> over and over in Star Wars over and over and over and over and over when I was you know younger than ten. Yeah. Over and over and over and over and over. As a kid, it might have been different for sure. Anyway, hopefully that helps you in your healthcare marketing <laughs> strategic meetings. Well, it's good to know the science behind language that sticks and really sticks in your in yeah. your head. I mean, that's relevant to yeah. any any marketing, really. Yeah. So nice, nice tie. Nice, yeah. Nice save. <laughs> Adam just caught that falling bit in our podcast as it was tumbling off the table with one hand. Put it right back on right, the healthcare right marketing back table. Up. All right, do we have time for the last little I bit? Smacked it around. Sure. Is there is there any kind of um, cultural or societal um, battle brewing about coffee house squatters? Because the Star Tribune, our local paper, had an article on it. I hadn't heard about it. And until you, you found it another up, one. Actually. What was the other one? Well, the other one was about. It's a little different. It's people going to hotel um, lobbies and having meetings and hanging out because it's so cool. But this is about people who go to coffee houses and camp out like for the entire morning. Um, which I like going to coffee houses to do that, mm-hmm. but I also get annoyed when there's no place to sit when I want to go have coffee. Right, me too. Which is why I've kind of given up on it. Because almost every time I feel like I go to a coffee house to sit down and do something, like that was my intent. Yeah, it, there's nowhere to sit. There's nowhere to sit. Yeah, or yeah. the places that are available, like the place that's left, is like not the ideal. Yeah, <laughs> or the sun is like glaring right on the table, and you'd never be able to do anything there or whatever. It's just, it's so interesting though, because I always kind of wondered how that was like sustainable for coffee places. I mean, some people do come in, have coffee for a half hour and leave, but some people like camp there for hours and there's no way they're buying 10 drinks. Right. And the article talks about how there's like this unwritten code. A lot of the coffee places will actually, they'll cut off your Wi-Fi. That's more harsh than most, but they'll go around and if if they can see that people are having a tough time sitting down, they'll Mm -hmm. go on around and ask the people who've been there for a while. Um, But most of them tolerate it and you know and the kind of the unspoken code of the squatter is you need to buy something 
like maybe once an hour, mm-hmm. um, even though that's there's no way that that's profitable for the coffee house. At least you feel like it. Right. But this is the this is where old people like me just want, want to like shake their fists at the younger <laughs> generation, because here's a here's a, a university student who says, I can't study at home because I get really distracted at home or find other things to do. But at coffee shops, there's enough going on that you're focused on your work. I don't understand that at all. But if, but it's not like a library that is silent. So in other words, she can focus more in chaos and silence. I know some people are like that. Mm-hmm. If it's full, I can understand you should maybe give up your spot if you're not ordering anything. But I think if you're here for a few hours and you order something, I think you have the right to use the, the right. internet. I highlighted that one too. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, really? I'm sorry. You right? You have the right to leave. You have the right to follow the rules of the, that the establishment has right. set forth or it's you can get the hell out. indulgent like, sense of – right. What is the word I'm looking for? Entitlement. Entitlement. <laughs> I have the right. It's my like you right. see picketing outside. Right. I have the right to use your free Wi-Fi. What? Right. Yeah. Anyway, like, that's no, picking. You, on you don't. Me. No, you really don't. <laughs> you have the right to stick that sign up your own. Nice Ethernet jack. <laughs> your person. There's a, there's your a personal. You don't hear anymore. Your personal cat file. Ethernet. <laughs> oh so we don't have any position on the the coffee house squatter. Wars. I think that well, I like what the hotel, the other article from was it New York Times? What did you say it was from? Washington Post? Uh, Wall Street Journal. Wall Street Journal. <laughs> they talked about um, using, seeing it as an opportunity because hotels are, are like, well, this is clearly, this, there's a demand for this. Is there a way we can take this, um, what is annoying to some, like these coffee houses, and turn it into an opportunity? Mm-hmm. Uh, and some, there's one of the examples is a guy who has kind of built out the lobby of, of a fairly high end hotel so that. It was catered to that, so there's plenty of room for it, so that it created a bustling environment right. of locals yeah, because people cool. from out of town didn't want to come and just be surrounded by out of towners. They wanted to come and be surrounded by local people mm-hmm. in a kind of a bustling activity. So I think what I mean when you look the, the trick here is not looking at it as a, a problem. I think if you're looking at it as a problem, you're missing the fact that there's clearly an opportunity for something to happen here. And it's like, how do you take what is a problem and turn it into an opportunity? And you know, if coffee houses are looking for ways to innovate this is probably an area they shouldn't ignore because clearly there's some demand for this i suppose the other thing too i mean with coffee houses i mean who knows they could potentially be some could be very profitable without anybody ever sitting inside if they've got enough foot traffic coming in and out because clearly the people who are ordering not all of them are staying i'm gonna guess the vast majority are probably coming in and getting it and going back out and it still affects i think it affects because i've tried to have meetings at um a particular coffee house um on university, I'm trying to think of the name of it, but last two times could not find a place to sit anywhere. And it was people just camped out, I mean, yeah, literally yeah. camped like a tent. Yeah. They're like in a tent <laughs> in the, in the table. Right. And so now I'm like, I'm not going to go there again because it's so frustrating and it's a neighborhood. And I'm sure for the people around there, they're like, who cares? We don't need you. But the business owner might be a little worried that people that would come there from other places aren't now to have a business meeting. Whereas or a, a yeah. hotel is not losing anything by having people in there, but right. that's, they're taking advantage of an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I think that's it for today. All right. We successfully navigated Yay. the non-healthcare marketing. Yay. <laughs> All right. Well, mm. well, maybe we'll see you next week. Maybe we won't. It depends on my, that's yeah, a crazy week next week. Yep. Yeah. Maybe I'll try to record or this like week. Jack Kerouac on the road. You know who Jack <laughs> Kerouac is? Yeah. You do? I think so. Who? I don't know. Did he write a book? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, did he write the book like 
the road or something? Or? I, th- I think it was called On the Road. Okay. Oh, good job, Jackie. He <laughs> was a hipster. I win one. <laughs> I think it was On the Road. The original hipster? Yeah, totally. He was a hip cat, dude. Back in the 50s, I think. You could be wrong about that. Hipsters aren't necessarily hip, though. They're more annoying and obnoxious. Portlandia, you have to watch it. I do. What? Favorite show ever. Portlandia. Oh, I've never. Oh, my gosh. That's the funniest show ever. We'll leave people with that advice. Okay. And my Um, favorite part, because I'm a driver in a city that is trying to be like Portland when it comes to bicycles, and we've had these arguments, is there's one snip where Fred Armisen is just like, bike, bike. On your left, on your right, left, bike, bike. And he's just a complete a-hole going through, and he's it's hilarious. And he's all decked out with his mirrors and his, you know, whatever. And you're just like, that is dead on. All right. So for Arrogant Healthcare Marketing Bastards podcast, this is Chris Bevelo. Jackie Retackle. One spry, Adam Meyer. Hasta la vista, babies. Get to the chopper.